Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this Thursday, the 27th of January, 2022. Trust wherever you are in the world, you're having a phenomenal, phenomenal week and uh, taking advantage of all the opportunities that are in front of you and your team, making every post a winner. Now, as we get towards the end of the week, wanted to talk about a extremely important topic especially for sales teams, but I think this relates to uh, whether you're an individual contributor, whether you're a leader, or whether you're a sales leader, uh, the power of belief and what we think and what we believe to be true and how that plays out. I've been having a lot of conversations this week and also at the back end of last week, working with a number of leaders who are looking to extend and, well, extend their influence and take their leadership to an exceptional level. Uh, create more meaning for themselves, certainly help their team create more sustainable results, sustainable revenue, increase the numbers, increase the profitability, and make those numbers replicable. But it's interesting in conversations with these people as to how many of them have some really uh, big challenges around what they believe to be true. And unfortunately, a lot of these beliefs are not helping them. They're actually hindering them and therefore hindering the results that they are delivering today, but more importantly, starting to put a dampener on the potential results they can deliver tomorrow and into the future. So I wanted to have a conversation about this today because I think it's one of the most important things that we as leaders can think about, build some more awareness around, reflect on, and certainly pay it forward to our team to help them increase their level of capability, also increase their level of confidence. And as we know through confidence, we work with them and coach them, mentor and help them develop their skill set. We build capability and therefore we increase their level of competence. So there's one thing I love doing is that is working with people who enjoy stretching themselves and challenging themselves to get better because as leaders, we know there's always another level to get to. So sales leaders who are looking to take their performance to an exceptional level, always knowing there's another level of performance to reach, but also high performers, elite performers, people who are at the top of their game particularly in the area of sales, knowing that, you know what, I'm delivering really great results. I'm pretty happy with my results, but I just know there's another level I can get to. And a lot of it is going to come down to the belief they have in their capability to execute and to get results. And if we look at these people, they do have incredible, incredible belief. It's almost an unshakable belief in their ability. And certainly from a sales leadership point of view, they've got an unshakable belief in their team's ability to get the job done. Now, one of the things, uh, apart from talking to clients this week, I was watching. Uh, I was watching one of the big batch, big bash cricket finals here in Australia, and they were interviewing one of the batsmen throughout the game who had just done a, um, had just been dismissed, had a had a great innings, performed really, really well, and they were asking them what made the difference between their performance in the last week and their performance earlier on in the tournament, because earlier on in the tournament they weren't necessarily. Uh, delivering the outcomes for their team that they were uh, put into the team to deliver and they certainly weren't living up to what they thought were their standards of excellence that they set for themselves. And this person sat down and pretty much had a five-minute conversation about the power of what they believe about themselves and the difference because one of the commentators asked, so what is the difference between your performances today and yesterday and your performances, say, three weeks ago? And the simple answer was, it's my belief. 
I now believe that I belong on this big stage. I now believe in my capability to execute the game plan, and I now have confidence in my belief and in my skill set that I can match it with any particular player who you know comes up against me. And that was just one simple example. Uh, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, we've got the Australian Open Tennis Championship happening right now, and there's a lot of players that every year, there's this one player that comes from the pack. And... For all intents and purposes, these professional tennis players uh, operate a very, very high skill set and a very, very high level of capability. So they're all really good tennis players. But what separates the good tennis players from the great tennis players often comes down to the individual's belief in their ability to execute when it matters. And they build muscle memory, they work on their mindset, so it comes down to their belief. And it reminds me of a quote that Henry Ford said many, many years ago, and you've probably heard this because it's very famous, and he was quoted as saying, whether you believe you can do a thing or not, you are 100% right. So when you think about it, uh, whether you're an elite performer in terms of a sportsman, or in our case, when we're talking about sales leadership, if you're a sales leader who's looking to take their leadership to an exceptional level, the beliefs that we have today, but also most importantly, the beliefs that we start to create will have a huge impact on our ability to execute a game plan to deliver the results and certainly to help those results become sustainable. Not to mention, of course, how that's going to play out in terms of your team because remember, your team is and always will be a reflection of you. So if you don't have a level of belief or a low level of belief in your capability and certainly in your team, guess what? They're going to mirror that. And based on the law of the lead, you're now going to place a lid on the capability of your team based on the beliefs that you have, but also in the beliefs that you've instilled within your team. This is such, such an important topic. Now, one of the conversations I was having earlier this week was with a client who was looking to be promoted in their organization, and they've got a huge amount of experience. They're very well credentialed, uh, certainly have the backing of key people within the organization. But one of the things that is stopping them from making that transition from where they are now to a higher level of I guess, influence and authority is the belief they have in themselves. And one of the biggest challenges they've got is they continue to compare themselves with other people who, in their eyes, they think are a lot better than them, a lot more credentialed, a lot more experienced, a lot wiser, having a lot more knowledge, and certainly have a bigger, better track record, and therefore, they don't feel as if they belong. Now, is that true? Well, it's, it's true because they believe it to be true. But is it actually factually true? Absolutely not. But it's interesting that, as, as Henry Ford said, whether we believe this or not, it doesn't actually matter because we are going to be right. Why? Because it is our frame of reference. And this is what I want to touch on today and the importance of the beliefs that we currently have, the beliefs that we form, and ask ourselves some questions as to whether those beliefs are helping us or hindering us, and therefore, are these going to limit our capability and our ability to move forward and deliver the results that ultimately we want to deliver. Because when you think about it, as human beings, we are meaning-making machines, and we will make things mean whatever it is that we want to make things mean. And often, this comes down to what our belief system is and how this belief system is going to be serving us. Now, again, whether this is going to be helpful or hindering, it doesn't actually matter because our beliefs are such a very, very powerful element of us. They're almost like a foundation, but also they act as a guide or a sort of a map in terms of what the future may look like, because when you think about people looking into the future, unfortunately, most people, and when I say most, I'd say 99.9% of the people look into the future based on what they believe to be true, which is, by the way, based on what their current circumstances may demonstrate or what their past 
has demonstrated. Now, these are formed through various different means, and we're all obviously, first and foremost, we are products of our environment. We are conditioned based on the environment that we operate in right now. So if you're part of a an environment that is very uplifting, very encouraging, very empowering, then naturally based on that environment, you're gonna to start to develop some beliefs that are gonna lend itself to being more empowering and more encouraging. Just like if you're in an organization that doesn't actually have trust, doesn't empower you, is more of a command and control sort of an organization, in order for you to survive in that organization, there are certain beliefs you're gonna form around that environment which, by the way, can have an impact on when you eventually move out of that environment, it can actually impact the way you then integrate into a subsequent environment. So we are products of our conditioning. We are products of our experience. So there'll be events that have happened. There's also our beliefs are formed through the knowledge that we have acquired and the knowledge that we continue to acquire. So yes, I'm always about constantly learning and constantly looking for new things to take on board. But I'm also a big proponent of once you've got that, always question whether that knowledge is factual, whether that that knowledge has actually delivered results, but then implement. There's no such thing as knowledge is power unless we actually take that knowledge and implement it with something. So our beliefs come from our knowledge. Uh, It also comes from the view of the future. And as I said before, often people look at the future and they base that future on what's happened up until now and based on what's happened in the past. And therefore, the results that we've got in the in the past can often have a huge impact on what we believe to be true about what we may be able to achieve or not in the future. And so be really, really careful. And this is why I keep talking to leaders and particularly sales leaders. Be really, really conscious of who you choose to surround yourself with and choose very, very wisely. Because if you've got people who are not empowering you, not encouraging you, not challenging you in a positive way, then you're going to develop some beliefs around that. And those beliefs are not necessarily going to be helping you. They're more than likely going to be hindering you. So if we understand that beliefs are formed by a number of different factors, such as knowledge, conditioning, uh, results, etc., then it stands to reason then that the beliefs that we form based on that conditioning are actually generalizations and not necessarily truthful. However, in our own minds and based on our own view of the world through our own frame of reference, we believe them to be true. And this is why beliefs are so very, very powerful and so very, very difficult to change, particularly when people want to hang on to the past for dear life. And I often talk about the analogy of the iceberg sitting above the water. You've got pretty much about 10 to 15% of the iceberg sitting above the surface of the water, and you've got about 90% sitting below the surface of the water. So what you're going to see above the water, what's actually visible is you're going to see, first of all, the results that people get. But before you see the results, what you're going to be able to see is the behaviors or the actions that the people take that delivers the results. So there'll be certain things that are going to be visible. What we can't see is we can't see things like values, and we certainly can't see things like attitude, mindset, and beliefs. We can only see what is the outcome of those beliefs, those values, that mindset, in terms of the behaviors and the actions. So therefore, there are so many people out there who are getting the results that they do not want. And what they're trying to do on a surface level is they're trying to change the things they do in order to get a different result. Now, where many leaders and where many coaches and where many mentors, for that matter, focus their time is when a customer or when a client, when somebody in their team is not getting the result that they would like, they look at, okay, how do we do something different? Now, there is merit in that, and that will give you a different result, but it's not necessarily going to change a behavior because underneath the behavior, we have to look at what is the belief that is driving that behavior that is ultimately driving that result. So great coaches, exceptional leaders will look at, okay, what is the belief that this person may hang on to 
that is now driving the behavior that is ultimately delivering the result. And as leaders, we have to constantly ask the question of ourselves, but also of our team, is what are the beliefs that we are currently running with? And are these beliefs helping us or are they hindering or limiting us in terms of our ability to get things done? And this is where the game is. This is where great coaches spend their time. It's not on the activities. That is the surface level. They spend their time digging into what are the beliefs that this person has that will either enable them to be exceptional or hold them back from being exceptional. And so limiting beliefs is just that. They limit you and they limit the potential. So as sales leaders, we have to be really, really conscious of what are the beliefs that we are currently running with and what do we believe to be true. Now, in the conversations I was having with people this week who were trying to increase their influence and wanted to step up into a new position, many of them have limiting beliefs because first of all, they're comparing themselves to somebody else who they think is successful in their eyes, but also they're basing their future or they're creating a vision of their future based on what they know to be true about their past. So all the stuff we've talked about today. And this is really challenging because if people are stuck, I'm going to say it, it will limit their ability to put one foot in front of the other in a proactive way and it will certainly impact the level of performance they can generate and therefore the results they end up delivering to the business. So as sales leaders, we know that we need to know the way, we need to show the way and we need to go the way, which means it's incumbent on us to create a vision for the future and cast a vision. Yes, we've got to start to create what reality looks like today because that becomes a platform. But what we're not going to do is we're not going to set up a vision of the future based on what's happened in the past. There has to be constant and never-ending improvement. And as I alluded to early in the January, one of the January podcasts, we've got to set really, really big, hairy, audacious goals that scares the living hell out of us. But at the same time, it's really, really exciting because if I could achieve that, if my team can achieve that, my goodness, the world would be a much, much better place and we would be absolutely on top of the world, which means we have to be really, really clear on what are our beliefs right now and are our beliefs right now helping or hindering. Now, before I wrap up, remember the uh, the story of Roger Bannister. If you haven't uh, if you haven't read about the story, haven't heard about the story of Roger Bannister, Roger Bannister was the first person in history to break the four-minute mile. Now, uh, that was done back in the 1950s, and since then, there's been hundreds, if not thousands of people break the four-minute mile. But up until that point, a lot of doctors, a lot of, a lot of people in the medical fraternity believed that it was actually physically impossible to run as quick as one mile in four minutes because many of them thought, well, if we actually push the body to that limit, potentially the heart could explode and all these ridiculous assertions, which, by the way, were beliefs. Now, Roger Bannister thought, you know what? I think it's possible to run a mile in under four minutes and he proved it. Now, how much belief would he have had to have developed in order for that to happen? Because he was the first person in history to ever have done that. Now, the thing about this is he believed it to be true and he trained to the point where he would break it. Now, he did. He broke it in, I think, just under one second. But since then, as I mentioned, there's been hundreds, if not thousands of people do that. So the belief that he generated and therefore the performance and the actions, if you look at the iceberg metaphor again, he actually demonstrated that he could do it. Now, what that did, it provided a benchmark for others to now follow. And all of a sudden, based on his performance, others started to believe that maybe, just maybe, it was possible for them as well. So they started to believe, which meant that changed their condition. They changed what they thought was possible, which means it became a lot easier for others to do it. And no different to us in sales. So what are your beliefs? As a sales leader right now, you need to know you need to know the way. You need to cast division, but you need to understand what do you believe is possible for you and what do you believe is possible for your team? What do you believe to be true? And constantly, constantly 
question that because really beliefs are not necessarily based in fact, but in our head, they are factual. So irrespective of the belief that you form, are there going to be obstacles? If you cast a massive vision uh, and you believe that it's actually possible, are there going to be obstacles and challenges that are presented to you? Yes, 100%. However, they are going to be stepping stones because your belief is going to be, you know what? We are going to head in this direction and we are going to achieve this particular outcome because we believe that first of all, it's possible. And second of all, we believe that we are capable of actually doing it and achieving it. So what is your belief? What do you as a sales leader right now believe to be true? If you're listening to this as an individual contributor, what do you believe to be true about you? Do you believe it's possible to go from an individual contributor to a highly exceptional sales leader? Well, whatever your answer is to that question is a function of your belief. And I want you to challenge that irrespective of what the answer is. Because if it's going to help you, great. Build on that belief and see how I can get it even bigger. And if it's not going to help you, look at how you can change that limiting belief and reframe it to something that's more proactive, more positive, more growth mindset focused. So uh, as we wrap up, what is my belief? Well, my belief is I personally can help and empower sales leaders who are delivering great results, but who want to be exceptional. And we do the simple things better. We look at what are the fundamental things, and I believe that everybody has the capability to take their leadership to an exceptional level. And I also believe I'm in a position to help over 150 sales leaders and individual contributors who are looking to become great exceptional sales leaders this year do just that. So that is my belief, and everything I do is geared around that. And I believe it's possible, and I believe it's going to happen. So be very, very mindful of the language that you use. Be very, very mindful of the self-talk, and be very, very mindful of who you surround yourself with, and the language that you allow other people to speak into you, because this will spotlight and highlight a belief. And we've always got to keep challenging what our beliefs, because whatever you believe to be true is actually going to be true for you. So make sure your beliefs are encouraging, make sure they're empowering, and make sure that everything that you say to your team is exactly that. So continue to focus on building your beliefs and in the process, challenge and encourage your team to build positive, empowering beliefs as well because the results will literally take care of themselves. It's not necessarily about the skill set. Yes, you've got to have skill set. Yes, you've got to have a capability. Yes, you've got to have a great product and a great service. But when it comes to like for like, the difference between somebody who is good and somebody who is exceptional is going to come down to the beliefs that each of them hold. So with that, I trust that message resonates. Hopefully that was of value to you and to your team. As a reminder, if this is valuable to you and you feel there's somebody who would benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them. Please encourage them to jump onto the podcast and listen to not just episode this episode, but previous episodes in the back catalog. And of course, if you are committed to taking your leadership to the next level, to the exceptional level, and you believe that it is possible, then I love the opportunity of working with you. To do that, just simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. We'll have a conversation about where you're at right now, what you're looking to achieve over the next 90 plus days, put a plan together, and get started on that plan ASAP. So I look forward to that conversation, and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.